Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, it's time for news headlines for news junkies. This is Marcy Ann. <clears throat> I don't know about you, but I thought that this week that the Pope was here was so wonderful. It was such a welcome break. <laughs> Everywhere he went, there was such love expressed. He just radiated love and acceptance. He just was a bright light peace and love and during one of the parades I watched on Fox 11 News even one of their news commentators <laughs> said how he was just kind of sick and tired I mean those were his words sick and tired of having to report about all the stories of murders and killings and all of the stories about sexual assaults and sexual abuses, like that was all there was to the news that was worth reporting, you know, who killed who or who sexually assaulted who. Like, who cares? Why is that the news? (laughs) And he said, I, for one, am going to have a hard time going back to reporting all of that other stuff. He said that while the Pope was here, we had a week where we could talk about love and peace and families and report that the Pope kissed a baby and prayed at the 9-11 memorial. Here is what the Pope said at the 9-11 memorial. He said, I have the opportunity to join with leaders representing the many religious traditions which enriched the life of this great city, New York City. I trust that our presence together will be a powerful sign of our shared desire to be a force for reconciliation, for peace and justice here and throughout the world. Because for all of our differences or disagreements, we can still experience a world of peace By opposing every attempt to create a rigid uniformity, we can and we must build unity on the basis of our diversity of language and culture and religion and lift our voices against anything that would stand in the way of this unity. Together we are called to say no to any attempt to impose uniformity and to say yes to a diversity that is accepted and reconciled. And this can only happen if we uproot from our hearts 
all feelings of hatred, vengeance, and resentment and make our absolute commitment to the cause of peace. Peace in our homes, peace in our family, peace in our schools, and peace in our communities. I heard the Pope mention his love for the little ones, the little children, several times. He especially lamented the child abuse by the priesthood, saying that he remains overwhelmed with shame concerning the violation of these little ones that has caused such grievous harm. He said that God weeps. And he cautioned mother and fathers, saying, you have the responsibility of these little ones. Do not scandalize your children. These little ones are grievously harmed when mothers and fathers harm each other. These little ones are grievously harmed when mothers and fathers divorce one another. In your homes, he said, love God and teach your little ones to pray. Pope Francis talked about how God created everything to start with so that God could have a family. Because it's not good for anyone to be alone, not even God. He discussed how peace is experienced first in the home of a family. And when our earth is one of and that our earth is one of the homes of God's family. And it's a home where we are all to live together in peace. He encouraged mothers and fathers to have a time of prayer with the family every evening at dinner time. He suggested that the family pray together over the meal and then for one another together. And here's the prayer that he offered for the family. God and Father of us all, may our May your grace and love help our families in every part of the world and with the aid of the Holy Spirit guide all families, especially those most troubled, to create homes of communion and prayer through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, pray for us. You know, Jesus and his and Mary and Joseph had a very close-knit, loving family together. Jesus was never alone when he was here on the earth. He was in a loving family all the way to the end. You know, the word communion means, in addition to how it's used as, you know, taking the body and blood of Jesus in the church... Communion means to an interchange of ideas, the sharing of thoughts or emotions, intimate and personal communication, the act of sharing, the act of holding things in common, the act of participation. <clears throat> so I would like to reflect on the Pope's visit. Let's get just as much out of this visit as we can, Pope. Francis had never visited the United States before, and he may never come again. 
So let us create a place in our heart where we can store up some of the love and the peace that he brought to our nation. And before I get into my reflections about what he said and did while he was here, I wanted to comment on the trip through Philadelphia that he made in that clever Jeep that was illuminated so that he could be seen. I noticed that he would just fa- he would face one way and wave to the crowd on the one side of the street, and then he would face the other way and wave to the crowd on the other side of the street. And this motorcade was going pretty fast. So most of those people who lined that route had gotten there early and stood and waited and waited and waited for hours to get a glimpse of the Pope. And that really is all they got, a tiny, brief glimpse. And half of them saw his back. So I thought about how I would have felt about that if I had been one of those who had waited so patiently. And I have to say, I would have felt like it was worth it. There is something to the idea of seeing him, his back or his smiling face, that's assuring he is real. He is flesh and blood. He looks like us, even as he represents God. And I would feel his love more personally because his whole presence is love and it radiates out far and wide, encompassing and enveloping everyone and everybody. (laughs) And the waves of his love would have washed over me and I would have gone home refreshed and reassured and I wouldn't feel so scared and I wouldn't feel so hopeless I would feel hope and I would be inspired and it would have been worth it because actually this is the way I felt while I watched it on television (laughs) I felt safe I felt like someone loved me and was protecting me I felt like things weren't as bad as they seemed. (laughs) It felt like there was a light in the world that could banish the darkness. I felt hope for the future. I felt inspired and, yes, empowered. Somehow it seemed worth it to fix my fresh vegetables for dinner that night because I knew that it was good for me and my body would appreciate them. And I felt joyful because I felt like the future was bright. What a difference to hear about love and peace for a week. And everywhere I went and everyone I saw also during that week seemed to be affected. People were more joyful. They were more loving and accepting and allowing. For just that short period of his visit, Our attentions were diverted away from hatred and bigotry and racial tensions and various worldwide aggressions, wars and rumors of wars, same-sex marriage and abortion and Planned Parenthood and Hillary's emails and the latest woman in the string of Bill Cosby's sexual pursuits. 
and we reveled in the land of peace on earth, goodwill towards all men. It was so wonderful. Now I would like to get into the nitty-gritty of some of the things he said, but first of all I want to make sure that you saw that the media made a correction about whether the Pope validated the Kentucky County clerk who won't issue the marriage licenses to the same uh, sex couples. And from the Vatican, when he got home, it was reported that he did not support her in her resistance to the Supreme Court's rulings. The Vatican's clarification said that Pope Francis supports her right to be a conscientious objector. And I support her right to be a conscientious objector as well. And within her personal human rights as a citizen of the United States, she does not have to be in favor of, nor does she have to support marriage for same-sex couples. But if she's going to continue to be the clerk of the court of that county, she has to follow the rules and regulations that affect her job. And this would mean issuing marriage licenses to same-sex couples. It's the law of the land. And if she can't in good conscience do her job, then she should resign. I, for one, am very surprised she's even still at the job because someone in Kentucky should enforce the law. I think the governor should call for her resignation. Because sometimes when a person's livelihood is at risk, they can discover that they have more tolerance for things. (laughs) Well, Pope Francis' message is a message of peace. President Obama and Pope Francis have been the major proponents of peace since each of them took their place as leaders in the world. President Obama received the Nobel Peace Prize right before he was elected president, and all through his presidency, he has followed his heart and stood for peace. A stone wall of proclamations and programs that have virtually grounded the idea of peace within the fabric of this nation's ideology now. And we do have one more year of peace before the next presidential election, and I am going to vote for the man or woman who promises to keep this peace going. You know, our national anthem says, the bombs bursting in air, (laughs) the bombs bursting in air that have been going on from the Revolutionary War to the Civil War to World War One and then World War Two, which was supposed to be the war to end all wars. But somewhere along the line of the bombs bursting in air, it became this nation's duty to over and over again try to make up for the ravages of war and the death and destruction that war causes by endeavoring to make sure that no life was sacrificed in vain. But the blood of the dead from the bombs bursting in air is crying out from the ground upon which it has been so casually sacrificed. And it says, enough! No more! It's enough! No more! 
No more sacrificing. No more bombs bursting in air. It is time for peace. This is the message of Pope Francis. It is time for peace. And Pope Francis takes the notion of peace right to the heart of the matter, to the home and the family. And over and over, many different ways, he said that only when we have peace in the home and peace in the family can we ever expect to have peace in the world Peace is established person by person, home by home. All I see on these court TV shows that are so popular right now is family members suing other family members about money. Neighbors suing the next door neighbor about money. A father suing his son. A mother suing her daughter. Families fighting over their father or mother's estate about who's supposed to get what. You know, I had a neighbor several years ago whose father died, and she and her sister fought over his worn-out bathrobe. Who was going to have it? And my neighbor got it, and she and her sister have never spoken since. And the Pope talks so much about the little ones, the children who have been scandalized, who have been harmed by the acts of parents and priests. He said, God weeps. But do we really understand what Pope Francis is saying here? Oh, yes, we are all sickened by the thought of a priest taking advantage of a child to satisfy his own personal needs. If indeed it isn't good enough for anyone to be alone, then it isn't good for a priest to be alone in his personal life. He needs a wife to take care of his personal needs. A sexually satisfied priest, and I would include masturbation here, is far less vulnerable to using an innocent, trusting, and therefore easily manipulated source outside of himself to get his physical needs met. But are we also just as sickened by the facts of physical abuse within the home? Mothers and fathers who abuse their children, are we sickened by this? Mothers and fathers who abuse one another in the presence of the children, are we sickened by this? Women who engage in casual, unprotected sex and get pregnant, are we sickened by this? Men and women who just casually enter into marriage or enter into intimate relationships and then divorce or just break up, causing harmful circumstances for the children as they are thrown from one household to another household, now with mother who has a visiting boyfriend and now with father who has a live-in girlfriend, And now mother is working, so these little ones are thrown from pillar to post, daycare or grandma's house. And sometimes when they're older, just on their own in a home without parental supervision. 
Are we sickened by this? I say I am sickened by all of this. I would like to know what percentage of households here in the United States have a man and a woman who are married and have children and who actually sit down together at at night at the dining table for dinner and take time to pray over their food and to pray for each other. I looked up the Bureau of Labor Statistics. I did find that in 1967, 49% of mothers were stay-at-home mothers. Because when I was raising my children, uh, all the mothers were stay-at-home mothers. There were very few, very, very few. I would say less than 10%. But by 1999, only 23% were stay-at-home moms, and 34% of those were women who lived in poverty, so that would tell me that these were single moms who had never been married and were living on age-dependent children. So Pope Francis says that the harm that is done to these little ones is laid directly at the feet of the men and the women who are responsible for giving these little ones life. Two people have to come together and have sexual relations in order for a little one to be conceived and be birthed, to breathe the breath of life, to become a living soul. That little one can't get here any other way. So any effort to stem the tide of the harm being done to these little ones has to start with the person who started it. So programs can be designed to either sterilize a sexually active woman or programs that provide birth control information and supplies or programs that provide penalties, not prizes and sludge funds for having a child without any foreplan for that child's well-being. We just can't be casual about this any longer. I believe this is what the Pope is saying. Sex is not casual. Marriage is not casual. Having a child is not casual. Let me read to you what the word casual means. Unceremoniously, easygoing, friendly, temporary part-time, impermanent, by chance, accidental, unplanned, unintended, unexpected, informal, every day. I mean, are these words that we can lump together with having children? Are our little ones just accidental, unplanned, unintended? Remember the story that man, of that man who was convicted for throwing his daughter over the cliff? He never wanted that child. He tried to get the mother to have an abortion. And then he was stuck with paying $1,000 a month child support. Nothing temporary or impermanent about child support. <laughs> Not as long as that child is alive and under 21. I mean, we were sickened to hear about the possibility he could have killed his own child. 
But are we sickened by the overtly oppressive sexual environment that we all live in today? No wonder sexual abuse and sexual harassment and sexual scandals are the norm. Can we make children with another human being just unceremoniously, just a friendly, easygoing encounter? Oh no, what? You're pregnant? We should all be weeping. So the power of peace must be established within us to start with. And with this commitment to peace, we would begin to consider our own personal responsibility to join in this alliance for peace with the Pope and also be a light for peace. And we would start by making our own personal commitment to not harming another in any way. And most importantly, not harming the little ones not bringing a little one into life here on earth without a careful and premeditated plan for that little one's environment, that little one's well-being, making sure that that little one is loved and cared for, that the little one's mother is at home taking care of him or her, reading to him or her, singing to him or her, talking to him or her, holding them, feeding and caring for them, giving her total attention to that baby, just like the chimpanzees do, (laughs) and the birds and the ducks and the bears. And men would consider being a father the highest calling for his soul. Even as Pope Francis prayed his family prayer, starting out by saying, God and Father of us all, the fathers of our earth in the absolute likeness and form of the eternal father would have the father heart that hears the cries of his little ones and pulls them up on his lap and holds them and covers them with his wings of protection and ample supply. And the child grows and matures in the shadow of his mother and his father, who are setting examples of integrity and honesty and trust and honor and acceptance and allowing a mother and a father who live their life from a value system that is rooted in a heart of unconditional love. And when a safe home and a loving family is once again the quest of the soul of each and every man and woman, whether here in this country or anywhere in the world, then we will be able to lay down our weapons and we will not have the bombs bursting in air anymore. We will have peace on earth. I believe that this was Pope Francis's message. I hope you all heard it and will dedicate yourself to being a light of peace.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.